0: A bunch of crazy dogs. That's some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Maddie Buller. Thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the marquee games for Week 16 in the NFL. That includes uh, Saturday games, Sunday and Monday nighter. Andy's still got a sandwich game. I got a Moneyline Maddie pick for you. It's a surprise, I bet you. So you got to stick around for it. So here's my man, as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central. It's Andy, the prognosticator atridge. And another crazy weekend in the NFL.
1: It was a crazy weekend in sports across the globe dude you had a lot of bed shitting really it was a, a lot of bed shitting our argentina um almost blew a two-goal lead the cowboys uh blowing a 21-7 halftime lead losing to the jags in overtime the bucks gave up a 17-point lead
0: that uh, the bucks giving up that lead and the jags overcoming the cowboys i'm going to be so excited when the jags overtake the bucks to get in the playoffs <laughs>
1: Well, we've heard that uh, the South will rise again. You've heard that phrase? Well, yeah, it's not going to happen this year because right now the AFC South is being led by the Titans with a 7-7 seven and seven record and the NFC South with a 6-8 and eight in record.
0: Don't tread on me.
1: Don't touch me! Nothing gives you that right!
0: But we were talking bed shitters, and uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Jeff Saturday and his record-setting bunch of bed shitters in Indy. That was unbelievable how they get out to that much of a lead and then neither offense nor defense decides that they need to punch the clock anymore. And I guess they just went home.
1: It's, it's, It's almost like I've seen that before in a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and there was a certain quarterback in that game who also shit the bed in the Super Bowl and you thought, "Wow, you'll never live down 28 to 3." <laughs> and then Matt Ryan's like, "Hey, hold my beer." Hold my beer with you? So, you know, we decided to send Andy on a fun reporting assignment this week. Uh Andy went wheels up, used some of his air miles, and here are the top 5 lesser-known things in which Matt Ryan has shit the bed.
1: Number 5. I had to cancel a date once with Megan Fox due to explosive diarrhea. Are you in there? Be right out!
0: I hope you're not using the toilet, it's broken.
1: Huh? The toilet doesn't flush. Oh. Harry, what are you doing in there? Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm cleaning my teeth. I'm gargling. Just give me a minute, Mary. I'll be right with you. Number four. He was invited to a celebrity key party, but when he arrived, he was told he'd be parking the cars. He's a smelly, ugly dork. Number three. He once paid $150,000 at an antiques auction for an autographed edition of the Bible. Wow, Joseph of Arimathea. Twenty-six conversions in A.D. 46. Whoa, a Methuselah rookie card. (laughs) Well, boys, who'd have thought learning about religion could be fun? Religion? Learning? Let's get out of here. Number two. Once had a romantic evening with Amber Heard, but she entered it abruptly when he got too freaky.
0: He was going on about, um about scientists and DNA and uh, feces.
1: And now, the number one. Do you really think he asked the genie for a nine inch pianist? And it's amazing too, because you used to have to get that, you had to get for some strange Chinese aphrodisiac like
0: hummingbird eyelash and rhino horn <laughs> to give you great masculinity. But now, run by you are back. You are Frankencock. <laughs> you are the inseminator. we're gonna start off with uh, Saturday night Uh, that's Christmas Eve the Pittsburgh Steelers welcome the Las Vegas Raiders to town the Steelers three point favorites at home 39 and a half is your total this actually started as uh, Pittsburgh favored by two and a half so it's gone up a tick in the Steelers favor Uh, Raiders six and eight uh, as a record two and six away seven and seven against the spread but uh, most importantly, have won four of their last five. Somehow have won four of their last five. Steelers are also 6-8, and 2-4 and four at home, and 7-6-1 and one against the spread. Almost identical records for these guys. Um, the Raiders did everything they could to lose last week to the Patriots and somehow pulled off a win. And the Steelers uh, pulled out an impressive win, I thought, in Carolina last week. This weekend, the Steelers are back at home. And they're going to be doing it for Franco, eh, bud?
1: Well, uh, the NFL obviously had planned for this to happen, but the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception between said Raiders uh, from Oakland at the time and your Pittsburgh Steelers, a very pivotal moment in the Steelers, uh, the trajectory of that franchise. And it was supposed to be a weekend of celebrations, but unfortunately that's just uh, not the way it worked out. Um. Going back to the game, though, just so we're clear, the most current spread I'm working with is two and a half. Are you seeing something different right now?
0: Yeah, I've got it at minus... I had it at minus three last time I checked.
1: I'm sorry. It could be three. I've I've seen it at both this week. I just thought uh, two and a half was the most recent. Um, Nonetheless, it's not going to change what I... Going to talk about. I mean, so nostalgia aside, this could have been a much bigger game for both teams had they not suffered losses uh, two weeks ago. But these two AFC rivals have quite a history between them. Um, obviously, based on aforementioned uh, meeting in the seventies. I don't know. It's just a bit of a shame that this doesn't have any more meaningful terms in the in the current playoff race. But uh, neither team has been eliminated from the postseason officially. Um, but essentially they're going to need to to win out and a whole bunch of other commutations and permutations to have happen.
0: So, Andy, just to give you the heads up, uh, I would say let's go with uh, minus 2.5 for Pittsburgh as I'm seeing it at minus 3 on only one site and I'm seeing it at minus 2.5 on three others, so I'd say majority rules there. Let's go with uh, minus 2.5 for the almost wise guys official stats.
1: Yeah, so... Um, Kenny Pickett is, is out, uh, for the rest of the season, I believe. Um, and Trubisky is looking like he's going to get the start. Um, you know, I had a bunch of stats and trends and props and a whole bunch of shit that I was going to throw at you for my pick, but I don't think you need to do anything past let's do one for Franco Harris. And that, that whole city is going to be cheering for them. And it just, it seems like a, seems like a special spot for them. And I can't really see a scenario playing out anything to the opposite. So let's just go with the, uh, goes to Franco Harris on the sidelines and will take him at uh, minus two and a half.
0: So the newest information on Kenny Pickett is, uh, and this is according to ABC. So pretty reputable, uh, 29 minutes ago, uh, they put out that the Steelers quarterback, Kenny Pickett, ready to go after second concussion. So I don't know. Like Tomlin's a, a player's coach, so I, I don't think he's going to play him if there's any doubt whatsoever. But I really think between Trubisky and Pickett, I mean, that's really one or the other. It's it, I, I don't think you're gaining a net gain or a net loss. They're, oh, they're basically so the
1: same guy. Here's how the plot thickens. So Pickett was taken in the first round by Pittsburgh. The only quarterback, in fact, to go in in this past draft in the first round. First guy to come out and publicly laud them for it was Franco Harris.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: So so there.
0: Um, Well, here's the thing. Like we said, they'll be doing it for Franco. If the Steelers want to get it done, They've got to stop Josh Jacobs and make Carr try to beat them. Because Jacobs, when the Raiders win this season, is averaging 143 yards per game. So when he goes off, the Raiders go off. But the past three straight games, Carr has posted a sub-90 rating. So he he's doing less in the in these uh, Raiders wins. Uh, now the Raiders' pass defense has been pretty sloppy all year, despite a good game last week, and their run defense allowed 225 yards to New England last week. I I, I agree with you here. I look at Pittsburgh to cover the two and a half points at home, um, and I I say they're going to do it for Franco. Rest in peace, Bradshaw, running out of the pocket looking for somebody to throw to, fires it downfield, and there's a collision, it's cut out of the air, the ball is pulled in by Franco Harris, Harris is going for a touchdown for Pittsburgh, Franco Harris pulled in the football, I don't even know where it came from. up next big nfc east matchup as the dallas cowboys play host to the philadelphia eagles dallas five and a half point favorites 46 is your total the eagles are 13 and one this year seven and oh away from home eight and six against the spread dallas is actually eight and six as well against the spread uh, but they have a 10 and four record seven and one at home um, now the Eagles won the last meeting between these two teams in October. They won that uh, 26 to 17, but that was at home, and that was with a healthy Jalen Hurts. This week, they're in Dallas, and Hurts is listed as doubtful. What do you make of that, Andy? <clears throat>
1: Well, there may not be a a Santa sighting on Saturday, but there will certainly, most definitely, be a Gardner Minshew second sighting. I think that's. Um, I think he can write that in the books already. Hertz has been ruled out. They called him a quick healer, but when you got a when you got an elbow like that, and you've got, you also have a three game lead in your division, uh, no point in tempting fate. So, let's look to Gardner Minshew. The line moved, I think it was about four points uh, when that news first came out that that would be a possibility. Vegas may not like Gardner, but we sure as hell do, don't we, Maddie? Loves me
0: some Gardner Minshew. Play the porno music.
1: Stuntcock! 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 So, this will also likely mean that Miles Sanders sees quite a bit of action. Dallas is Bottom third of the league in rushing yards given up per game. And more importantly, yards given up per rush. Uh, Yeah,
0: last week they allowed 7.1 yards a carry and 192 yards to the Jaguars. By the way, their pass rush has gone pretty cold as well. Only one sack in the last two games.
1: Well, not only has their pass rush gotten cold, their passer has gotten cold. He threw two interceptions last week. Um... Bringing this total of seven picks in the last four outings and eleven on the season, um, and I can see uh, with with the Eagles' defense being what it is, I could see I could see that happening again. Uh, the Cowboys' defense has been lit up for seven total touchdowns in the past three weeks. I don't know. We we're going to ask ourselves the eternal question in Vegas: How much does an injured quarterback mean to the line?
0: Well, it really depends on what quarterbacks coming in. Absolutely. Now, absolutely. Minshew is not uh Jalen Hurts. But Minshew doesn't turn the ball over a lot. I mean, he's not known for throwing like he's not a Nate Peterman or anything like that. And the Eagles pass defense can help him out. They're holding opposition quarterbacks to a 75.6 rating this year. And they've had six or more sacks in the past three straight games. They're leading the NFL in sacks this year and ranked second in QB hits. So what I'm going to say is, yeah, everybody's worried about who's under center for the Eagles. But the Eagles are built around the rush and playing some good D. Uh, The Cowboys need Dak to have a good game for them to have a good game. And Dak is prone to making mistakes when he's under pressure. And the Eagles... Can put him under pressure. I am looking for the Philadelphia Eagles to sully the glory hole that will be Jerry Jones's Christmas present this year, and I'm looking for a money line Maddie appearance for the Philadelphia Eagles this week in Big D. Oh, oh! So I'm to assume you're taking the Eagles as well, my friend.
1: I will be maybe not as bold as you are on the money line, but I like them to cover five points. I hear that. Here's some more money for your pocket.
0: up next we head to south beach where the miami dolphins play host to the shitty shitty green bay packers Uh, miami four and a half point favorites at home 49 and a half is your total and uh, well you know what Tua plays really good at home and so does miami but green bay's kind of uh, pulled themselves up by their bootstraps the last few games right
1: yeah, yeah, no, they've, they've. I wouldn't say impressive, but they've certainly started playing a lot better than they did at the beginning of the season. Uh, Miami against Buffalo last week in what was supposed to be inclement weather from the kickoff, pretty much damn near won that game. But the Bills got a, a nice little block from Mother Nature there and started to to snow in the fourth quarter and table's turn they ended up losing that game next week they have on deck the new england patriots or they're probably going to be battling out for a wild card spot making this
0: it's an almost wise guys sandwich game game.
1: what are you an idiot sandwich so what you have here is a perfect spot for a lull. i'm not going to suggest that miami's taking the game lightly but it is a non-conference game against the pack it's on christmas day at home meaning you got the wife and the kids around, the in-laws maybe, multiple distractions, whereas Green Bay, totally away from that. And they're fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't counted about. So, you know, it seems that he's gotten past that thumb injury that sort of coincided with a one-and-six run. Green Bay now won three of five to pull within one win of joining a three-way race for the NFC's top seven seed. And the Packers' defense also coming off a sturdy performance against the Rams, holding them to just 156 yards. And that pass defense particularly impressed on Monday night, limiting Baker Mayfield to just 111 yards passing while recording a season-high five sacks. Two of them have been much steadier when playing at home, as you mentioned. And in fact, he's led the Dolphins to victory in five straight appearances at home, completed over 69% of his pass attempts, and recorded four touchdown passes in their last two events there. I just I, I think Sunday's gonna offer a real opportunity for Rodgers to make use of that mature, maturing receiving core. Um, you know, specifically Watson. I, I just I, I see this as a great spot here for the Packers, not only to cover but p- perhaps to win outright. Um, so I'm going to take them as my sandwich game, and I would invite players from both teams to go down to Southwest Eighth Street to Versailles Restaurant, which specializes in Cuban cuisine. The Versailles Cubano is a study in classic preparation. Freshly baked Cuban bread is piled high with sweet ham, slow roasted pork, Swiss cheese, plus a helping of pickles and yellow mustard. It's then grilled on a sandwich press with plenty of butter. It's not fussy or modern, it doesn't have a twist, it's just a classic simple sandwich. But if you eat it on a paper placement under a row of huge chandeliers and chase it with a credito at 2am on Saturday night. It's odds to others, but the whole scenario perfectly embodies Miami. If you're going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it.
0: Hey. Arizona, oh. out here in that Southwest, we rep that bird game. You already know what it is, where my Cardinals fans at. AZ, baby, let's go! All right, Sunday night, which is Christmas night. Uh, We go to prime time, and America will be watching the decimated Arizona Cardinals Play a shitty Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I mean, if anything screamed flex me the fuck out of prime time, it's this <laughs> game. But the goddamn NFL is too stupid to do that. Cause they, every time they hear Tom Brady's name, they get together and have a fucking circle jerk. So the Arizona Cardinals, seven and a half point underdogs, forty-one is your total. And the reason Arizona's well, just decimated is because no kyler murray no no colt mccoy i mean who's playing quarterback who's johnny McClipboard?
1: uh you're close it's trace mcsorley
0: <laughs> i knew it had to be a mick something
1: it had to be and it's not marty mcsorley Mar- marty mcsorley either
0: um if it was marty mcsorley i'd be worried for the bucks defense because oh, yeah. he'd be I, jersey I, in guys and just crushing them
1: yeah yeah. Um but no the, uh, Trace McSorley is a uh, a Nittany lion. And if you don't know much about him, um he can run. He can run. Uh he actually ran a 4 4-5-7, 40-yard dash a couple years ago. He had he, 30 rushing touchdowns with him. So he's definitely a legit dual threat. And, in fact, he was uh, that was the key reason why the Ravens selected him in the sixth round that year to back up Lamar Jackson. So, anyway, that's Trace McSorley for you in a nutshell. Let's talk about the Bucks though. They've covered one spread in their last 12 games. Literally. One, game, one spread they're ten 10 and one
0: it's because of the Brady tax man Nine, it's uh, always goes up three uh, or four points just because Tom terrific is back there receiving the circle jerk
1: and let's put spreads aside here but they've not won a true road game when I say true road game they had actually a uh that win in England but other than that they haven't won on the road since week two so um uh, not a lot of faith in these guys. Now, it's not like Arizona is knocking people out at home. They're actually 1-12 in 12 straight up at home at State Farm Stadium in their last 13 games. That's pretty pathetic. Um, but let's go to the Tampa Bay defense, whom we always think is going to be great. Vita Vea, the nose tackle, he is listening. as questionable. And they've surrendered 69 points in their last two games. But even bigger than that is Brady's recent performance. He's turned the ball over six times, six times in the last two games, four INTs and two fumbles. And the Bucs, uh, they struggle against mobile quarterbacks. So far They this year, they've lost to Patrick Mahomes. Okay, no big crime there. Kenny Pickett, who was a real, real rookie at the time. I don't even think he had more than three starts under his belt. Lamar Jackson, again, all right, I get that one. Jacoby Brissett and Brock Purdy. So, again, struggling with mobile quarterbacks. I see a Cinderella story here with with Trace McSorley. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Um, I'm looking them definitely to cover, and I'll probably be putting a little bit of money on the money line as well. Well, Andy, let me
0: tell you this. I don't know a whole lot about much. I'm not no big city lawyer. But what I do know is Tom Brady and his crew stink this year. And this is the perfect place for the Arizona Cardinals to reign on Tom Terrific's parade. So I'm picking the Arizona Cardinals as a Clark Griswold, bring your boss to your house tied up in rope with a bow on him, hap, hap, happiest motherfucking Christmas, Moneyline Matty Pick. <laughs>
1: and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest christmas since Bing crosby tap dance with danny fucking k
0: this is johnny unitas of the baltimore colts let's go you colts And finally, Monday night on Boxing Day Eve, we head to Indianapolis where the Colts sit as four-point underdogs against the L.A. Chargers, 47's your total. Uh, Indy just totally, as we spoke about, shit the bed last week, and I know we got on Matt Ryan, but let's face it, the entire team decided to just do one big bed defecation. The Chargers, on the other hand, um, they were injured really badly early on in the season and kind of just come back into form, and you can tell because Justin Herbert is starting to look like Justin Herbert again.
1: I think he, I think he eclipsed four thousand yards uh, last week, which is the first time ever for someone to do it in the first three seasons. So hats off to him. And, and let's let's remember that the reason how he got his opportunity to begin with. It's because the doctor didn't know how to give Tyrod Taylor a proper shot.
0: Tyrod Taylor really needs to sue the entire NFL for just being incompetent. That guy got fucked over at every stage of his career. I don't even know if he's a good quarterback or not. Because every time he got a shot to start, someone fucked him over.
1: Yeah, and um, speaking of incompetent, I think these two coaches – like, if, if you're gonna talk about a boxing day bedshitting you want you you want Brandon Staley and Jeff Saturday in that conversation
0: how so, is it that Brandon Staley is like the coaching genius of this matchup that is ridiculous
1: well hey may, maybe we'll see Jeff Saturday go for it on fourth and nine from his own 20 and that and that'll really <laughs> prove how, how bold he is <laughs> uh, I don't you know why it's honestly. This is uh, this is really the, the short yellow bus game of the week. And I'm glad they put it on Boxing Day when everyone's tired and turkeyed out or traveling or still hammered or whatever they are. But this is not what not you would typically expect in a primetime game at the holidays. But the Chargers, they still can clinch a playoff berth that night if they can beat Indianapolis. And chief rivals, New York, Jets, Miami Dolphins. New England Patriots and Las Vegas Raiders all fail to earn a win. L.A. has revived its playoff hopes in victories three of their last four outings. And you know what? They've actually put in two pretty steady, pretty steady performances their last two contests. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Well, not exactly an elephant. It's a colt. And that was a, the, the epic meltdown that we saw on Saturday in the Twin Cities. But... You know, it, going back two games, they've allowed 93 points total. And, in fact, they've been limited to 19 or fewer points, six in their last current one-and-seven run. And so it's not a big surprise that Matt Ryan's going to get benched. It's a former shadow of himself. So who do you bring in, Matthew? Big Dick Nick. <laughs> big Dick Nick. And, uh, you know, the guys only started uh, once in the last two years. And then you couple that with the fact that Jonathan Taylor is out for the season
0: that's the biggest, yeah, I think that's okay, So I am going with the l a Chargers, and right. what makes that an easy decision for me is with it only being four points they got to cover, and Jonathan Taylor's out, they're bringing in a new quarterback big Nick Dick Nick's got some miracles in him, but I don't think he's got it with this Colts team, who I think have packed it in.
1: Packed it in. Now, as a former player yourself, if you lost in an epic way like that, unfortunately, fortunately it wasn't the Super Bowl being the last game of the season, but you had one week to prepare for the next game, are you not going full throttle?
0: No, because I realized that my team packed it in at halftime for a game and just left.
1: Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. and. I so mean, you
0: asked my you asked my opinion as a player, and then you decide to disregard it anyway. Well, do so at your own peril, my friend.
1: Read with it, man, because I don't think you know what the fuck you're talking about here.
0: Well, that's CTE for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I think Saturday, and I feel I felt bad for him. No one should, well, no one should get their ass kicked that bad. That's not named Tom Brady, but. Uh, I, I think that they, I think that they bounce back here. I think that they have a really inspired performance. You saw what they could do in the first thirty minutes, and I, I, why the hell are the Chargers favored anywhere, especially in, in Indianapolis on a primetime game? No, I like that they actually ticked from four to four and a half. See if it goes any higher, it could. But um, I got to take the points at home um, with the Colts. I would not bet on that. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to win a buttload of money.
0: All right, finally, it's our teaser portion of the program. Andy and I both give you a six-point teaser you can get down on for the weekend. Andy, what are you liking?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. For the first leg of the teaser, I want to go to L.A., and I want to pick the Rams, and I want to take them from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5 against the Broncos, who can't score at home, can't score on the road, they can't score with a box or in a box, and couple that with a low total of 36 and a half points are going to be at a premium. And I look for Baker to advertise his wares, his value to the entire league on this primetime game. Second leg of the teaser, we're actually going to Nashville. And the Texans are there as three-point underdogs. And I want to take that to plus nine. And at this point in the season, the Titans can pretty much walk into the playoffs, barring anything catastrophic, Ergo, no need to overwork Derrick Henry. Tannehill, he's out for the season. Enter Malik Willis, not exactly a strong backup quarterback, and another really low total at 35.5. So to sum it up, I like the Rams plus 8.5 and and the Texans to plus 9.
0: The first leg of my teaser, let's head to Dallas where Philadelphia comes to town. Dallas, five and a half point favorites at home. I'm taking Philadelphia on the money line with Mr. Gardner Minshew at quarterback. And uh, therefore, I definitely like him if you add six points to that. So take him from plus five and a half to plus eleven and a half going through the key numbers of seven and ten. And then for leg two of my teaser, let's go Sunday night, Christmas night to Arizona, where we go to the desert and Tom Brady comes to town. Uh, The Cardinals are sitting seven and a half point underdogs at home. I want to take that to plus 13 and a half. And uh, I expect Arizona to do quite well. That was another money line, Matty Pick. So I definitely suspect they can keep it to within 13 and a half points. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Well, thank you for listening to week 16 of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from all week 16 games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra Studios, for Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Maddie Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. And I know we usually give you a song that you can kind of vibe out on till the end of our show, but this week, with the passing of Mr. Franco Harris, and it being the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, I decided that uh, we should play out the greatest play in franco harris's career and one of the greatest plays in nfl history to the end so here it is the immaculate reception
1: rest in peace franco harris sayonara
0: harris's legend grew in the 1972 divisional playoffs hang on to your hats here come the Steelers out of the huddle and bradshaw back and looking again bradshaw running out of the pocket looking for somebody to throw to fires it downfield and there's a collision. That's caught out of the air. The ball is pulled in by Franco Harris. Harris is going to a touchdown for Pittsburgh. And Franco Harris pulled in the football. I don't even know where it came from. Absolutely unbelievable.
1: The miracle play not only helped
0: the Steelers win their first postseason game ever, it would go down as the greatest play in NFL history.